The Rugby Report, Japan 2019, with Betfred. Hello and welcome to The Rugby Report, Japan 2019, with Betfred. Thank you so much for joining us once again. My name's Nick Heath, down here in Fukuoka. And I'm Tom May, and I'm back in Osaka. Yes, you certainly are. Uh, great to be with you once again. We've got a, uh, a bumper load of games once again to look forward to uh, in this episode. We've also got uh, three games to look back on. Uh, Tom, you're in Osaka, but uh, after our last pod, we did have another couple of days to hang around in Kobe. Uh, I was enjoying a bit of Kobe beef. We were all enjoying the herb gardens, and you were clocking up some extra meters uh, on your Fitbit. What was uh, what was the score score with all that? Well. Uh, firstly, Kobe, what a place that is! Yeah, that is the greatest place I've been to Japan in it, it, yet. Uh, you know, I've been to Tokyo. Um, I've been over to Toyota, which isn't much to write home about. Um, Osaka's pretty cool, um, but mm-hmm. Kobe is different level. We went to yeah, really Nunabiki Falls, didn't we? Now we took about we six minutes to get up in that lovely in little cable car. Cable car. I reckon <laughs> it was about two. Two hours, 36 minutes to get down. I don't know who, I don't know which one of the four of us said go left, but that was the wrong decision. Um, Yeah, we ended up hiking our way down, which involved us going uphill quite a lot, curiously. Yeah, oh my God. And and what was it, 30 degrees? You got out for a little 10k run that morning, and then by the time you'd reached the bottom and also been to the stadium and back, how far had you walked? Uh, Nearly 31 (laughs) kilometres, which is quite a lot when you've got inch-long pins. Um, yeah. you know it yeah, it was it 30 degrees wasn't it it was stinking hot in Kobe it was um, but a great place so good I'm so yeah, lucky to be gardens, going back Herb Gardens were good yeah thanks very much yeah, uh, Herb Gardens were great uh, saw a couple of bees that sounded like they had outboard motors on the back uh, <laughs> they were some fairly fairly fierce fierce beasts um, also managed to uh, to enjoy a bit of Kobe beef um, which was fantastic how Went much to, you spend uh, on that mate Oh, just, you know, a few quid. <laughs> How much, uh, bud? Oh, 150. Um, For about 100 but, uh, grams, I bet. Uh, well, 130, I'll have you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it was uh, It was a small Bucking amount. Up. It was incredibly tender. It was very nice, very flavourful. Amazing to do the proper experience. And they rinsed you. In a little high-end restaurant. Well, you know, it, I've done it. I've done it. I've had the experience. It's Tick. great. I'm probably still happier with a 25-quid ribeye smothered in Bernays sauce. But that's just me. No expensive tastes, although 25-quid for a steak is still quite a lot. But yeah, Kobe beef, very good. Done it. It is amazing, but... I wouldn't really need to have it again. Um, so uh, so that's that. But yeah, totally with you. Really, really loving Kobe. Uh, also popped into the fan zone, saw everybody enjoying the atmosphere yesterday um, while they were watching Italy-Canada ahead of England-USA. So talking of the rugby, let's have a little uh, a little mention of those games. We have to go back a little further. The game in Kamaishi, uh, the stadium, of course, born out of uh, the rescue efforts and recovery from the tsunami. Um, it finished there incredibly Fiji 27 Uruguay 30 Felipe Bacchese with a penalty on 75 minutes that just gave the Uruguayans the nose in front they needed and uh, and they pulled the, the win across the line incredible stuff wasn't it but everyone was backing Fiji to pull off the the, uh, the upset of the tournament against either Australia or Wales and actually mm. it's Uruguay you know they, they their game was was brilliant, really, wasn't it? Fiji were turning over ball, probably not where you most expect it. They weren't just 
tossing balls out of the offload and, and losing it there. They were, you know, they were losing it in contact. Um, yeah. The Uruguayans really fighting hard to get the ball back. They couldn't hit a barn door with a boot, Fiji. Um, you know, that's a great win for the Uruguayans. And the best bit about it was the was the post match interview, wasn't it? When the captain was crying. Oh, absolutely, yeah, in tears. So much pride. Absolutely fantastic. Also saw old uh, old Hannibal the cannibal himself, Luis Suarez, uh, tweeting his congratulations to the Uruguayan, showing a bit of love for the Oval Ball game. Such so that a good was nice bloke. to see. You've got a comment about his teeth to make? They look like a bag of smashed crabs, don't they? I mean, <laughs> if you had that much money, you just go and, go and buy some new teeth, mate. Everyone's doing it. Ben Foden's done it. Why, don't you, why can't you do it? <laughs> yeah, his rugby went really well after he did that, didn't it? Um Moving on, in Fukuoka, Italy 48, Canada 7. Uh, Italy now sitting top of their pool with 10 points. It's not going to stay like that for very long, you imagine, because, uh, well, their running is going to get slightly harder. But uh, but a decent job by them. Um, Canadians not quite able to live with them. And then Conor O'Shea saying that uh, that his players are going to be given licence to go out on the source. Yeah, he promised them. He, what did he say? In his, in his quote, he said, I promised the guys a bit of an old school night out. That could be quite interesting, given how old Connor is. I don't know what it will involve. The boys will probably go longer than I will, but they need to release the energy. Where do they end up? Well, they went to a place called the Happy Cox. Hmm. Uh, so uh, so I hope they were very, very happy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> went, went with a bit of friends and family there and then went off into the night. So, uh, yeah, let's hope they really enjoyed that. Um, so wins there for Uruguay, for Italy. Um, and then What about the Canadian, the... the Canadian coach, Kingsley Jones? Oh, yeah, what about him? Well, I mean, what, it was 48-7, they lost. His mm. quote, we came in with a game plan and I felt the game plan worked. What, what was that plan then? Mm. Lose, lose by 41 <laughs> points. Uh, yep, yep, yes. you did that. Yeah, excellent. Well uh, then in Kobe then, that was the game uh, in the Dome. The roof was closed. My God, it was sweaty in there. Uh, 45 points to seven. England looking pretty good. Uh, an improvement on the performance that they put in against Tonga. Um, I managed to catch up with uh, some fans actually down at the Kobe port this morning. Uh, they just had a spot of brunch. They were coming out. There were a few Harlequins fans, I think. And, uh, well, Tom, have a listen to this. Quite interesting to, to hear what they thought of that England performance. Uh, I thought we were, uh, we did what we needed to do eventually, but um, we should have made a much better start and, and treated it as if it was a real game. I think we were just throwing the ball around and playing some rugby. Um, what I thought we should do is get the points and get those four tries early doors and then focus on practicing for the French and the Argentinians. Okay, so uh, you still think that this England side needs to show a little bit more of what they can do in, in more clinical fashion? Uh, yeah, but the clinical I like, a good word, is uh, what we, they've been doing now is, is, is throwing them all around, as I say, and I just felt they didn't look like the boys should look, um, but I do think that uh, they will be in form for the French and the Argentinians, and I think, um, I see us going through, I think they're going to turn it round. Sterner tests to come. I mean, is there an awful lot to turn around? What was your name, sir? Yeah, Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve. Um, do, do you feel the same? Uh, yeah, very much like that. I think they did what they needed to do last night, and no, no more in that, in that sense. Um, and as Chris said, yeah, really, we needed to get, make sure we got the five points. And, and then, then, you, then you start playing, you know, exciting, sort of exhilarating Quinns-type champagne rugby. Um, but you get those five points in the bag first, and it took a long time for us to achieve that yesterday. So that slightly disappointing, but I think... We're improving. We're certainly better than the, uh, the the Tonga game, so hopefully it'll get better better yet as yeah. as it goes on. Okie doke. And uh, and the women with you as well. Um, how did you find last night? 
totally enjoyable apart from the heat. It was pretty sweaty was, in there, wasn't it? It was very, very hot. Yeah. <laughs> so how the guys coped on the pitch when we were absolutely dripping in the <laughs> sands, I don't know. But a great, well, a great result, shall we say, rather than a great game. Yeah, OK, so that's certainly the feeling. I mean, it was pretty wet, pretty, pretty sweaty in there. I mean, I wonder, there were quite a few handling errors from England as well, yeah. weren't they? Do you think the, the, the conditions played a part in that? I'm sure they did. It, it, it had to, didn't it? I mean, we were sticky and everything was slipping out of our hands. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think they did very well. So by my reckoning, uh, there was just one of those guys and girls that thought England's performance was any good. Is this part of Eddie Jones and England's problem? Is that the fans have just got too high on expectation? I don't, I don't know what that guy's point was. Certainly the woman you know, made a bit of sense, and I, and I think yeah. she had a fair point. But saying that, that Eddie Jones's men need to approach the game like a real game, well, so yeah. what, did they, they approach it like a pretend game? And then, They'd been uh, chucking it around too much for his liking. Yeah, like that. and then they, they just needed to go and get four tries early. Oh, well, all yeah. right, we'll just tell Gary Gold's team to just turn around and close their eyes for ten minutes and we'll just run them <laughs> in. And, well, I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes as English fans, we're so blinkered and, and we're so sort of, I think at times over-expectant about what, about what we're expecting from the team. You know, that there and maybe is, what you're expecting from opposition who aren't going to just sit there and let it happen. Look, they get very rare opportunities to play against the top teams in the world. This was one of those for the USA. They were never going to roll over lightly in that first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And it takes time to break teams down. And, yeah. and eventually it worked. And, you know, you can't. What do people expect? A hundred percent perfect um, performance every, every time that England play. It's not going to happen. Any time any team's going to play, there's going to be periods of the game where the other side is in the ascendancy. Yeah, USA will be pretty disappointed. I know that Gary Gold wanted uh, them to put in a credible performance. And it wasn't that, by his own admission. So uh, they've got to get themselves, uh, well, past that, park it and, uh, and start preparing for their next one. So, uh, so, yeah, England, though, two from two and, uh, and bonus points as well. So they are on 10 points. So looking ahead, we've got a pretty tasty weekend ahead of us. Um, Argentina, Tonga, Japan, Ireland, South Africa, Namibia, Georgia, Uruguay, Australia, Wales and Scotland, Samoa on Monday. So, uh, so let's just uh, rattle through those then, Tom. Um, starting with Argentina, Tonga. Um, that one is being played in Hanazono at 5.45 in the morning. Kick-off in the UK, if you so dare. Um, they've only met once before in 2015. Tonga, of course, coming in off the back of that 35-3 to uh, loss. Argentina, four changes from the loss against France. Uh, Gus Creevy goes to the bench. Erda Pizieta making his first start since 2013. Tonga, they make four changes as well. Uh, Calamophoni and Siale Piatau, their 10th Rugby World Cup matches. It has got a win for the Puma's written all over it, has it not? It has, but they're on the back of ten straight defeats. Amazingly, I, cu- I couldn't believe that stat wow. when I read it. Goodness, um, yeah. You know, they finished fourth in 2015. What a fall from grace that's been for them. I think they'll have far too much for Tonga. Um, I think in in, in Osaka and in, in the Hanazono Stadium, Tonga they've got fewer caps than any other nation in the Rugby World Cup. Just 13 um, per player on average. Um, they wow, they yeah. haven't got great kicking stats. They're down at sixty percent. Uh, you're not going to win many games if you can't kick your goals either. Um, you'd expect more. Research there, Tom. You're not doing commentary on it, are you? 
ding, you correct. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking forward to it, actually. Um, the Argentinians are certainly looking forward to it as well. I came back in before we recorded this from having some food down in, in Osaka, in, in the middle of town, and they are absolutely steaming. They've been having, having <laughs> God knows how many pints of Sapporo, and they're jumping in the river, and the Japanese have got oh, no idea wow. what's going on. It's, they've gone early. They've gone, they've gone full Manu on, on, uh, on Osaka. <laughs> brilliant um okay before we jump into japan ireland just a quick word of course the rugby report is sponsored by betfred uh, another bumper couple of days coming up in japan argentina and tonga both searching for their first win can the host japan be as rob carney says a bigger threat to ireland than the scots it'll be damage limitation for namibia as they come up against probably a rather irritated springbok team and the best is safe to last as someone's bagel has got to go between australia and wales check out betfred throughout the tournament for special offers and double delight on selected matches. Whenever you bet, bet Fred. 18s and over, be gambleaware.org. Maximum stakes apply when the fun stops, stop. So that Japan-Ireland game then uh, taking place in Shizuoka, uh, quarter past eight UK kickoff. The two teams have met seven times before, seven wins to the Irish. Uh, the Japanese, they got three wins in 2015 and didn't get through to those quarterfinals. First time in history that's ever happened. They had that 30 points to 10 win over Russia. They've made four changes for their side. Michael Leach drops to the bench. Lapis Labaskagni is the skipper. The Irish, uh, Keith Earls is in for his first appearance of the tournament. They make four changes as well. That's four changes for Argentina, Tonga, Japan and Ireland so far, by the way. Uh, and Farrell and Ringrose will be the midfield partnership. Um, how do you see this one going, Tom? It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. I sort of feel like Japan are the Irish of Asia. They love a good time, love a party. I think they're going to have a lot of fun, but uh, have they got a sniff of being on the right side of the uh, of the final score? I think every neutral wants to see Japan do well as well, don't they? I think you know Probably, the, yeah. the Irish. You know they've they've got strength in depth. Uh, well, enough strength in depth to to fiddle around with their team and probably still have enough in the tank to to overcome the Japanese. Um, I just can't wait to see the atmosphere in the Shizuoka Stadium. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, they, they've really embraced this tournament, haven't they? It's a, it's such a good thing to have it have it in Japan and, and have it on yeah. Asian soil for the first time. I, I don't know whether it, it feels like it's um, almost breaking new ground when, while we're over here, I think. Um, and certainly, you know, they're, they're doing themselves proud. And I know full well that um, from what the Japanese um, fans are expecting, you know, that they're, they're really looking to, to make a big statement in, in, in their own home tournament. Perhaps they haven't mm. got their eyes on turning Ireland over. I imagine it's on the Scots. Yeah, yeah, I would expect so, and we will uh, we will come on to the Scots very shortly. Uh, the next game then to conclude Saturday's affairs at City of Toyota Stadium. It'll be South Africa against Namibia, ten forty-five UK time. South Africa thirteen changes. Scott Brits is the captain at number eight. Mm. What about that? Yeah, come out of retirement. Don't even play in your right position, and you can captain the team in uh, from number eight. <laughs> Um, yeah. The most complicated thing about that is the directions around the city city of Toyota Stadium. It is brutal trying to get around that thing. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully they'll be guided into the middle of the field and won't have to worry. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that. Namibia make 10 changes from the loss to Italy. But, uh, well, the Springboks are, uh, are very heavily 
stick-on winners on that one in the All-African Clash. Uh, then into Sunday, the uh, quarter past six UK time, it's Georgia against Uruguay. Uruguay having to cope with just a four-day turnaround, making two changes from their win against Fiji. The Georgians make 12 changes. Jabba Brigvadze is captain uh, for uh, for the first time. That game taking place in Kumagaya. I heard you, incidentally, on uh, on the uh, on the World Feed Radio commentary, Tom. Um, I wasn't quite sure who the player was. It might have been the, uh, the Georgian fly-half. Sounded like you were saying they were having a lads and dads day that's what i just kept hearing um so uh, I, I, yeah every time I, i'm I heard just it, trying I'm just to look like, oh he's out on a lad, lads and dads day i'm trying to i'm trying to have a little flick back through ah you mean abs and dadsy that'll be it teddo <laughs> yeah old teddo yeah teddy teddy abs yeah. and dadsy or was it lobs yeah, those, and eads not gorgadsy r- or gorgodsy <laughs> those rugby club barbecues lads and dads day oh wow uh, Imagine anyway, having, uh, trying yeah. to come up with those after a few beers. Woof. Good grief. Don't fancy that. But, uh, yeah, how do you see that one going? You you think the Georgians are just beginning to hit their straps a bit more? Well, I think so. They, they, I know they sat back on the ropes and just waited for Wales to chuck everything at them in that first 40 minutes in Toyota during the week. Um, sort of woke up a bit during the second half, um, brought on some replacements that made a difference. Um, it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle, though. You can see that one just, everyone just, Pre-match pump, press-ups on the floor. Just this is all about yeah. who's who's going to be last man standing. I think in that one. Yeah, I mean the Uruguayans are going to have to have some uh, some energy left in that. You know, find some energy in their legs, given that there are just two changes and they played just four days ago with that well, win against Fiji. So uh, yeah, yeah, they will. They but out. I wonder whether the, the adrenaline of having turned over the Fijians will do them some good. You know, they'll just be buzzing on life at the moment. <laughs> for, the first, I think. for the first sixty minutes, maybe, and then they'll um, collapse. But yeah. We'll see. Uh, then it is easily the biggest one of the weekend. Um, if you're looking at just pure rugby, it is Australia against Wales. And, uh, well, we can bring back Di Young to uh, give us his view on uh, on this particular clash. Well, that's obviously the big one within that group, isn't it? You know, I think um, Australia are probably... Um, coughed and sputtered pretty much for the last couple of seasons haven't been quite the force that we all know they can be but when you look at the the squad that they can put on the field they could certainly cause anybody problems on their day if things click with them with the attacking threats that they've got you know they could they could beat any team and, and Wales obviously no different to that but but I think Wales are you know are a well organized team play together a lot um, know you know their strengths and you know it's going to take um, they'll take a bit of breaking down and I think at the end of the day I think Wales will need to score more points I think they've realised that you know that they'll need to score more points they're not going to win poorly on defence but their defence will be up there with the best of them as normal so you know I think it's going to take a good team to, to beat Wales um, Australia need to play at their best but if Australia play at their best they can beat anybody so I think that's a big game for that group but I think it'll only determine who will come first and second in that group doesn't mean whoever wins that game is, you know, will we'll obviously get their hands on it at the end So Di Young there uh, quite obviously explaining that the uh, the winner of this game won't go on to necessarily win the Rugby World Cup so uh, thanks for explaining how pool games work Di but uh, no, we really appreciate the big man coming on um, and uh, well have a listen to this uh, when we also spoke to, uh, to Rhys Priestland yeah, Australia is a, it's a funny one. They've everyone sort of roped them off a couple of months ago, and they've come back and absolutely smashed New Zealand. I know they had they got smashed the week after, but um, they got some fantastic players. And um, Cheka, I, I remember playing against him when he was with Leinster. He's a fierce competitor, um, 
we, I've worked with um, a conditioner that worked underneath him and everyone says they were quite similar and he was just on it all the time demanding the be- and he'll, he'll get the best out of, the, out of the Australian players so that's going to be a huge test and especially now the Australian know that Wales have beaten them Do you believe that Wales can go all the way? Yeah they can do Yeah they can I, Whether they will or not I'm not sure but they, they, can, they can go all the way so, Tom May, I've calculated that that is uh, over three seconds, that pause at the end, mm. uh, from Priestland. Not entirely convinced Wales are going all the way. No, convincing is not a word you would use to describe um, <laughs> his his thoughts on the chances of Wales uh, getting, to, getting to the end of the tournament, was it? Certainly not. Mm. I mean, it's worth us uh, hearing the other side of, uh, of from, the, from the other camp, because, uh, of course, Michael Checker has selected David Pocock and Michael Hooper, uh, but uh, Saya Fainga, the former Wallabies hooker, was speaking to us, and he isn't so sure that that's the, uh, that's the best way to go about it in terms of having, uh, well, a player that can maybe do a bit of the carrying or do a bit more of the rest of it. Let's hear what Saya had to say. I think you can only play one of them. You can only have so many scrum, uh, you know, pilferers on the on the ball. You can only have, you know, you have to have a definitive back row where you go. This is your you're a ball carrier. You're you know you're a grafterman. You, you've got to hit rocks, or you've got to you know ball play, and and you've got to help out you know the, the second row. So for me, I, I think for Wales, you probably can only play one of them because, you know, as well as they're both going, I think you can only have one of them on the field because they both do the same job and. You know, Pocock, as well as he did play for, against Samoa, I don't think he's yet fit enough to play an 80 yet. So, Tom, mate, can David Pocock play the full 80? The guy's a machine. Of course he can. You know, I think, wow. uh, you know, if you've got two players like that, Hooper and Pocock, Pooper, or as I prefer to call them, Hoopcock, um, you would think, <laughs> you would think that, uh, you would think they'd get into anyone's team. Hold on, really. Hoopcock needs 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 more time there. No, that <laughs> Hoopcock sounds way better than Pooper. Yeah, <laughs> well, it? apparently they've had enough of Pooper, so I wonder how they'll feel about Hoopcock. <laughs> Let's make it go viral. Let's try our best. Yeah. Oh, Hoopcock! Adam Ashley Cooper playing his 18th Rugby World Cup match, leading the 2019 pile, uh, and four of Australia's starters played in the bronze match against Wales. Um, pop quiz, Tom May. Who are those four? Well, Adam Ashley Cooper. Yes, because uh, I just mentioned him. Good. Genia. Will Genia, yeah. Uh, one half of Hoopcock. Are you going to put your cock to the mast? Yeah, Pocock. Uh, good. Three out O'Connor. of three, this is impressive. Oh, and the man he called a child's toy in the last pod. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, James O'Connor, yeah. Uh, for Wales, uh, uh, Alan Wynne Jones, 130th appearance. He overtakes Gethin Jenkins. Uh, the starting 15 is unchanged from their game against Georgia. How do you see this one going, Mr. May? There's a lot of people that think Wales now have the ability to just topple these Australians. I'm not convinced. I know I've had a chat with James Horwell, and he, he seems to think that you know all of the history that there is between these two teams, they've got. The nudge on the Welsh, I think. I think I seem to back him. Um, I know the Welsh really? are looking but strong. Why is that? Why, why, why is he saying that? Well, I just think I just think over time, you know, they've they've had enough. Um, they've had enough opportunities to topple the, the Australians, haven't they? They just haven't managed to do yeah. it that much. You but know, is this is this related to his theory about having to score points, and him saying that I, Wales aren't a team that score that many points? Well, that's his theory, in that in that he believes that no team is going to work work through this Rugby World Cup and get to the end by just strangling the life out of it. You have to try and play rugby. 
um, okay. which which would potentially rule one or two of the of the would be contenders out of the race for the for the the trophy. Um, yeah. Now, I think Australia will definitely score points, um, and and clearly Wales scored some tries against the Georgians and, and two were direct offset piece. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against the Australians. I may I may be mm. proved completely and utterly wrong and, and, and many Welsh will hope Not that for the that, first time. Yeah. Many Welsh will hope that to be the case. But um you know I I, I know that the Welsh team is um you know very strong. I just I just can't see them getting past Past the Australians, Thomas Williams. I think he's pretty unlucky not to get the nod at nine. Probably um, the sparky nature of his play suits him better to come on from the bench. Um, mm. And Ro- Mo- um, Ross Moriarty, Moriarty, uh, Moriarty. Yep, he'll, sure. be, he'll be pretty pissed off not to be starting in the back row um, from the off anyway. So um, look, I, I think they're in a good place. The Welsh, and it's going to be a hell of a game to watch. I cannot wait to sit down on um, on Sunday and just watch that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's uh, an 8.45 in the morning kickoff in the UK, that match in Tokyo. It's a very nice uh, quarter to five in the afternoon evening uh, in Japan. So, uh, yeah, you will be uh, be able to enjoy that over a nice late afternoon coffee. Um, then, of course, if you want to feel like your weekend has extended a few hours into your Monday morning, uh, then, uh, then make sure you're sneaking a look at the coverage because 11.15 from Kobe is Scotland against Samoa. And, uh, well... If the Samoans could be up for that, could they cause more problems for Scotland and potentially help out Japan that will obviously be uh, be eyeing up that scalp later in the tournament? I don't think the Samoans have got enough. I think Scotland, they got burnt that oh, bad. Oh, don't ruin the party, Tom. Don't ruin what, it, really? What? So you think the Scots are, 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 are going to turn them over? Look, I'm not going to Scots bash every time I come on the pod. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, given how poor Scotland were against Ireland, though... They, that's you, the whole point, though. I think I don't... They got burnt that badly against the Irish. I don't, I don't, I don't see them being in this in the same, well, anywhere near the same space they were, you know, in terms of performance against the Samoans. Samoa had their chance in 2015. They blew it. Um, I don't think I don't think they'll they'll topple the Scots when it comes to that match in Kobe on Monday. Okay, well there we are. That is uh, that is your six games discussed and previewed in brief. Um, any other business from you? Can't wait to get back to Kobe, mate. Oh yeah, rubbing it in because it was so nice. Um, no, I did enjoy it. I was staying in a nice hotel there. That was very good. Uh, enjoyed a few hot baths after we uh, after we did oh, our ridiculous look, hike yesterday. Don't don't recovery. give it the old hot bath chat. Look, let's just break down exactly what they are. What you where you been going? <laughs> Going down to the the sort of onsens, hot Onsen. springs. Yeah, well, the, yeah, right. You don't. It's not just a bath, bud. Well, let's just well, let's just break down well, exactly. I'm not wearing any is. clothes, but that's just that's just very traditional and Japanese. It's been yeah. it's been an absolute delight, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, no um, doubt. Um, so we will be back in a few days, probably I think around Tuesday, when we'll have a look back at everything that has taken place. The Rugby Report Japan 2019 is sponsored by Betfred. Tries, tries and more tries for Ireland and Wales in their opening matches in Japan. Betfred are offering double delight on both teams in their opening games against Japan and Australia. So whether you think Jonathan Davis will touch down first or Andrew Conway can step his way to the line first, you'll get double the odds if they score first, then score again. Whenever you bet, Betfred. 18 to 0. 
over. Be gambleaware.org. Full T's and C's apply. See betfred.com for more info. When the fun stops, stop. Uh, that is about it from us here on the Rugby Rugby Report. We would love to hear from you on Twitter at the Rugby Report underscore. Do get in touch and uh, and leave us those reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. If that's how you're listening, we would love to get your feedback and some comments as well to help us roar our way up the charts. Tell your friends as well if you're enjoying having a listen. Um, that's about it. So it's a, a sayonara from me in Fukuoka. And it's an au revoir from me in Osaka. Oh, how lovely. We'll catch you next time. This has been a Rugby Media production.